0: game is over The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Can't wait. You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg and Eric Allen here in studio in Florham Park as the Jets' six-game losing skid is now officially over. Jets win 27-23 in Orchard Park. EA and I were in attendance. We were a little chilly. It's a little warmer here in studio, which we like. But EA, I want to know what you thought the most impressive part about Sam Darnold's performance was. Because most eyes will point to the final two minutes when he drove the Jets down the field hit Robbie Anderson on a beautiful 37-yard pass that Anderson said was a perfect ball. Yep. But what did you think about the way Darnold performed in his first game action since Week 9?
0: I thought he performed well. I think the Jets did not have a lot of snaps in the first half because the Bills controlled the ball, and uh, the Jets were they had to, frankly, adjust defensively what they were doing against Josh Allen, and they were able to do that in the second half. But... The most impressive thing to me, Greens, was that he was able to shake off the third quarter interception where uh, the Jets were in plus territory, and they were in Jason Myers' field goal range because Jason Myers, anything inside 65 anywhere in the United States, that's his (laughs) range. Uh, No, but they were probably at about a 51, 52-yard field goal if Darnold throws that ball out of bounds, but he never – flinched after throwing that pick. So that was the most impressive thing for uh, for me. And then you can talk about all the athleticism that he displayed on a couple of those plays, especially the touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. But to me, that just speaks to the mental makeup of the rookie quarterback who missed three games with the strained right foot, is that he was able to shake off a costly mistake and come back and help his team win.
1: And Darnold was almost... Re injured early on in that game. On the third play that the Jets had the ball offensively, Sam Darnold scrambled up the middle. Looked like a broken play. It definitely was a broken play. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to put anyone on blast. It was a broken play. <laughs> no, he, no, when he he, said he,
0: you put anything on blast, he looked, at, see, he looked yeah. to hand the ball he off. He looked to somebody. hand the ball
1: off and no one was there. So he scrambled up the middle yep. and he thought he re injured his foot as he told Bob was using. And he was a full participant in practice on Tuesday, and typically Tuesday is a player's day off. But because the Jets play the Texans on Saturday, everything gets pushed up a day. But you mentioned the interception, and I think that was the one mistake, really the only mistake that I can think of about Donald's performance in his first game back since Week Nine. And well, the, really, what, what you,
0: you would what you be able to tell anyway, because I didn't go back. And you probably haven't had time since we got back Sunday night to look at the film of the game. I don't know if there were a couple of times, a couple of occasions, where uh, maybe he could have looked to another read or maybe somebody else For was sure. open and things no doubt. like that. And, and only Darnold would know that at this point. But well, it, was,
1: it was the only blemish that stuck out. Yeah, uh, And and I, and I will say that I, think, I don't think Sam Darnold makes that throw next game, next year, whatever it may be. I mean, it was kind of... Now, again, not to put anyone on blast, it looked like kind of a silly throw. He tried to force something when he didn't need to, especially when you have Jason Myers ready to kick through the stadium, any stadium, as EA said, anywhere in the United States, 50, 65 yards out.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm joking around a little I bit, know. but Myers said his range is basically 58 yards. and then Well, he, that, he
1: said Boyer and Jason Myers said that he's kicked from 65 in practice yeah. before with a snap and a hold.
0: Uh, did you think the interceptions were very similar? Because looking back at the tape, they were carbon copies almost.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I mean, the one thing that sticks out to me is that Allen's was significantly further. Like I thought his was a little absurd, worse maybe. I don't. I think that's a little harsh of a word, but I think it was a little worse because he was getting shoved out of bounds already. You know what I mean? Like Darnold was running out of bounds, and don't, by no means am I favoring Donald's interception over Allen's. I just think that both of them should have thrown the ball out of bounds. I thought Allen's – like, I wasn't expecting Josh Allen to launch the ball downfield in the field of play. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think that Allen, after watching him in person – Is trying to do too much or try to do too much in that game, uh, thinking that he had to do everything for that offense. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I I think felt that way to me.
1: I I think some of it is probably just come with experience, and not. I'm. I don't think the Bills' skill players are all that great. They utilize them well and they game plan well, but I don't think that moving forward, a lot of those guys are going to be centerpieces. In that offense with Josh Allen under center, I will say that I don't know or what I'm curious to see in Josh Allen's development is if he learns how to throw with touch because he throws rockets right now. Yeah. And even if it's a short pass, it's a rocket. And you saw him kind of – it looked like he burned a hole in Zay Jones's chest and Daryl Roberts mm-hmm. dropped a pass because it looked like it came in a little hot. It was ended up being a pass deflection. But I'm curious to see, you know, five years from now, even next year, does Josh Allen throw with a little more touch in the short to intermediate routes, as opposed to the longer routes? Because when when he sat back there, and especially in zone, and one of the Bills' receivers would sit down yeah. in a zone, the the ball gets to his hands in the blink of an eye. If yeah. that,
0: yeah. And, and the interesting thing Vic Verucci said is I think the Bills are very happy with who they ended up with getting in number seven. And I think the Jets are more than happy with who they got at number three overall. And it was big way, a big way to start the final quarter of the season because this team desperately needed some juice after what has been happening over the past few weeks. They needed him in the lineup. And not only did he come back in the lineup and make some nice throws in the first half, but he made some monstrous throws. At critical times, and this is a game, week 13 against the Buffalo Bills in 2018, that we will ultimately be talking about probably a couple years down the line, maybe five years down the line, maybe 10. This is a moment that Sam Darnold always can draw upon, and the other thing, Greens, is his teammates can draw upon that, that this guy in the clutch. He can come through. I've seen it before, and I've seen the way he handled himself.
1: Hopefully the first of many for Sam Darnold's game-winning drives throughout his NFL career in green and white. I want to move to the defensive side of the ball because Darren Lee, suspended by the NFL, heard the news about Thursday or Friday, and Neville Hewitt ended up getting the start in Lee's place. And I think Neville Hewitt played pretty well considering that he – He jumped right in there. He had seven tackles on the day, and he seemed to be flying around. I like the energy that he plays with, and I know that we talked about him in preseason because if we go all the way back to August, it was Neville Hewitt. It was Kevin Minter when he was on the 90-man roster in training camp, and Neville Hewitt in the preseason was a machine, and he got the start in place of Lee on Sunday, and I think he played really well.
0: I love his energy. We talked about that when we were in Richmond. Both myself and you went down. and It seemed like yesterday, but it seems like a year ago at the same time. Yeah, it's weird. But in uh, training camp, the Jets and the Redskins had those practices in the lead-up to their preseason game. And Hewitt always caught my eye during the summer because he plays with great passion and a motor. He's excited to be out there and have the opportunity been a core special I mean he's been a special teams player, a core special teams player for Brant Boyer so far this season, but he gets an opportunity to play and and this is big for him because Darren Lee suspended for four games. So that's the rest of the two thousand eighteen season. So Hewitt might get the bulk of reps. Maybe KPL gets in there sometimes as well, but maybe it's Hewitt is the former Miami Dolphin who's getting the bulk of reps. And this is a tremendous opportunity for him.
1: Let's just say this. I know Jets fans are probably thinking, oh, what, what do the Jets have to play for the rest of the season, whatever. Neville Hewitt has a lot to play for. If, exactly. I, I, I know that's not like a sexy thing to say, but Neville Hewitt is, is playing for a lot of reasons. I mean, you could make the statement or the theory or the case that Neville Hewitt is playing for a spot on the 2019 Jets if he plays well.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, and and to your point, I mean, you can continue uh, up and down the roster. Here's right, a guy yeah, just I just it. wanted to highlight him. Yeah, I know that. But uh, what I'm saying is that I think it's clownish for people on the outside to say it doesn't matter because it does. I just got out of the locker room and talked to Trenton Cannon, the rookie from Virginia State and you should have seen the smile on that kid's face when I asked him about his first professional touchdown. You think those reps don't matter for a guy like Trenton Cannon down the stretch? I mean, are you crazy? Uh, People don't get it. Like, this guy is getting snaps out of the backfield. And, oh, by the way, he's got tremendous speed. What he's done on special teams this year goes under the radar because we're trying to get Jason Myers and Andre Roberts yeah. rightfully so to Orlando. But Cannon has been unbelievable on special teams. When we thought he was going to be the return man, he turns out to be an A-plus gunner.
1: I just want to say this about Trenton Cannon. I watched the replay of his first career touchdown, yeah. and no pun intended, he, he really shot out of a cannon. The, he got to the end zone so quickly, and I know sometimes we think that Cannon looks like he's trying to do a little too much, kind of like a wild stallion, like he needs to be a little patient, right. but you can tell that the speed is there. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that, yeah, of course these reps matter, and we'll see what the status is with Isaiah Crowell, yeah. who got hurt Sunday against the Bills. He was questionable leading up to that game, and then he exits that game early. Yep. I mean, if Eli McGuire and Trenton Cannon end up being the two feature backs for these next three games... Reps for Trenton Cannon in particular from a D2 school taking a backseat for the majority of the year and then finally getting an opportunity to get on the field, I mean, I think you're right. I think these are absolutely crucial, and fans might be thinking—you talk about this. Fans are thinking about the draft and whatnot. Well, there's two things here. One, you said this in the game review, that it doesn't matter for the Jets because they have their quarterback, and that's one. And two, fans— are going to be there next year. Not all the Jets players in the 2018 team are going to be there next year, so they're playing for jobs.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I just was completely encouraged by uh, when a guy like Cannon gets those valuable reps, and now he. Uh, does something offensively, and now let's see what he can do against Houston. Maybe gets a couple more touches. Eli McGuire had a long run. That's a guy who missed the first eight games this season. He's just in his second year. You want him out there. He had that long run against the Bills, and then uh, and he put Micah Hyde to the ground. In fourth and one, game on the line. A lot of young backs in his place probably don't wait and aren't that patient and wait for his blockers and finally extend past the goal line on the right-hand side. They might punch it in there when there wasn't a hole. So uh, good eyes by him, great patience, and he's another young guy that if you're a Jets fan, if you're a member of this organization, you're thinking, okay, we got something here. And Cannon, again, I go back to, it's very ironic how this whole special teams things. Uh, has played out in 2018 because yes, it is. when Cannon was drafted, remember what they were saying downstairs. We really like his return ability. Yeah. I think the Jets probably thought Cannon day one is our return man. Well, a nine-year veteran named Andre Roberts, who's 30 years old, Looks like he's 18. He's got eight returns of 40-plus yards this season. The next closest guy in the National Football League has
1: three. Yeah, I, I think you need to say that one more time because that, that is staggering.
0: <laughs> and on top of it, you think about how the Jets won that game in Buffalo. Yeah, there are multi, there's a multitude of reasons. But I point to number one, special teams. Oh, no doubt about it. Blocked a field goal. Again. Henry Anderson
1: blocked the field goal the week before. He blocked... PAT. Andre Roberts what was, was fantastic.
0: He had an 80 plus return and a 50 plus return.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, he did have the one fumble. Yes, but he did. He gave it was out... one blemish, but. So,
0: uh, yeah, but you'll take 10, 10 versus three.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you will. And uh, Andre Roberts this season, I just would like to talk about special teams for a minute because Roberts and Jason Myers, we, we talk about them here and there, but they are really killing it. In the league right now, and we're, and we're not just saying that. Andre Roberts is having a fantastic return year. First, it was punts. Remember, it was oh, he, he's having a decent kick return yeah. year, and the punts were fantastic. The punt return, should I say? Then it switched. The kick returns are fantastic, and Jason Myers has been dynamite since he's came here.
0: Thirty to thirty-two, uh, five kicks of at least 55 yards in a single season. That's the first time that has happened in NFL history.
1: NFL history. Not Jets history.
0: 49 touchbacks. I guess that's a franchise record already. I mean, come on. Both those guys, I tweeted this the other day that uh, we know President Maul, Jamal Adams, is flying first class to Orlando. But these guys should be on that same flight. Absolutely.
1: No doubt. They should be in a row together. <laughs> Jason Myers probably in the middle because he's the smallest of the bunch. Yeah. But they, they all deserve first class uh, flights to Orlando. I bet you
0: Adams wouldn't let him sit in the middle.
1: He, Adams wouldn't let Meyer sit in the middle? Yeah. What, what, he'd buy out the Cran- seat?
0: Cramping in style, maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
1: you think Jamal Adams would like to be on the aisle then, get more, no. get more views? Uh, I don't know. Where
0: he, no, he'd probably buy up the two. He probably had two seats if they're two across. If they're three across, I don't know.
1: If there's three across, you screwed.
0: No, but i tell you what, that was a cool scene in the locker room. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of photos now, and we've seen a lot of the reactions. Jamal kind of led the way last week by saying it's personal. And ter- Terrence Brooks repeated that on Inside the Jets this week when we had an opportunity to talk to him. He, he's like, listen, people say you're not playing for anything. He's like, you're playing for your family, you're playing for your legacy, you're playing for your teammates. And he went on and on and on.
1: I love Terrence Brooks. He keeps it real all the
0: time. Ah, super smart, good team guy, well liked. Wow, you're saying that about a Seminole? Well spoken. Yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta gotta give due where it's due. I mean,
1: (laughs) well, okay. So what, what can the Jets take from Sunday's performance and apply it? this Saturday against the Houston Texans? Well, what would you like to see carry
0: over? I'd say, uh, I'm going to ask you the same thing. So I, I would say that they finished. For me, and I just talked about this, we'll live on um, practice today, presented by Sirius. Check that out, Greens and I, 530 Thursday. Uh, I think to me it reiterated something we already knew but maybe we had forgotten about. The Jets' recipe for success in 2018 is very good to great special teams play, opportunistic defense, an opportunistic defense because the Jets had three takeaways, and then timely plays by their offense. Mm -hmm. Whether it is in the run game or the pass game, I don't think it really matters. I think, for me, that's what you want to continue to see. I don't know if this offense is going to be throwing 35 points around anytime soon without getting help from those other areas. But we know, Greens, I think this team, I I think, again, what was on display there is the fight has been there, especially the last couple weeks, because we saw it in Tennessee. To me, it's like, here's your formula. You guys Mm -hmm. know how to win. That's how you'll win. What about you?
1: I like the red zone success, especially a week after the Jets settled. I'm putting air quotes, settled for five field goals in Tennessee. Why, it's great to see Jason Myers have success, but anytime you're on the road and really anytime you can trade seven points for three, I think you're going to want to do it. The Jets were 75% in the red zone on Sunday against the Bills. So to see that number switch from what happened in Tennessee to what happened in Buffalo was very encouraging to me. And I think that you're absolutely right. When the Jets win or play well, the Jets run the ball a lot. And there are a couple of big runs here or there. Like when you think about the Denver game, think about Isaiah Crowell's monster game last week. You think about Eli Mcguire breaking one loose, didn't score, but still a big, a big run to set the Jets up. And then Sam Darnold threw twenty four passes Sunday against the Bills, and I think that's about the right number because that's a great
0: point. That's I, I that's think a sweet what, spot. I yeah, was just thinking about that when you were talking about. The I'm run pretty. Game. I'm pretty
1: sure. Th- when the Jets beat the Colts, it was about the same. And you think about that game. Yeah. Opportunistic defense. Morris Claiborne picked off like the second play from scrimmage. Yeah. Maybe the first. I don't remember. And then, didn't Andre Roberts have a big return in that game, too?
0: Again. Up the
1: sideline, up against the Colts?
0: I think so. I, I would say yes. I would say true whenever you said Andre Roberts had a big return. When did
1: Jason yeah. Myers go seven for seven? Uh, that was Colts. There it goes. Very good to great special teams. And, and a couple big plays from the offense, I think you're absolutely right.
0: But, yeah, that was a, you're right about the sweet spot. You don't want to put everything on uh, a, a Darnold at this point. Not saying he's not a big boy because I think he's got big shoulders. And I, I love his temperament and how cool he is. And nice job with your 40-yard stroll. Thank you. Uh, it was interesting to find out that his pet peeve was people not doing what they have said they're going to I know. To do. I, I thought
1: that was, that was pretty cool. I was expecting something generic like... That just
0: speaks to his parents because, yeah. to me, that just talks about young Sam from an early age. It was all about, hey, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, brother, you better follow through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely see what Sam Donald was like growing up a little bit there and how he was raised. But one more thing on Sam Donald. He was 16 of 24. He completed 67% of his passes and we talk about 24 being that sweet spot, had Sam not thrown the interception, yeah. would have been like 71%. So, I'm just saying that granted it would have been he probably would have thrown the ball away and been 67% regardless, but had he completed one more pass, would have been 71%, but Sam he, Darnold had a great game for all everything considered. And, and I know he didn't throw for a lot of yards. I would say very good. Yeah,
0: I'd say very good.
1: Very good. Yeah, great. So, 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 but
0: I, I think it's okay to be very excited about it. and
1: Well, especially how could you not be after the way the Jets won that game? You know what I mean? Like, if the Jets stormed down the field and, and didn't convert on fourth and one or or oh didn't.
0: Oh, my God. I can't imagine it. Right. To be I mean, honest with you, I have, it's been so close lately. Yeah. I really felt that. They were going to beat Tennessee. That Tennessee just did not have enough offensively for them. I
1: can't believe Tennessee put up 30 the next, like six days later or well, f- five days later. Well, that's later. the
0: interesting point that we, we're talking about here is that you just mentioned Darnold's number, 16 to 24, I, I think, for, was it 180? 176. For 176. So the numbers aren't startling to you, but the completion percentage mm-hmm. is very good.
1: And the command, the general command of what was going on around him, I thought is not representative in stats obviously
0: but my point is when you're looking at the league now uh, as we've had a chance to do a little bit over the last uh, couple days you're seeing some interesting fascinating dumbfounding results I guess I mean Minnesota Kirk Cousins go to Seattle and that's a good defense and you give Pete Carroll a lot of credit but they're held to 7 points and Kirk I, I Kirk did not Cousins know is, that Kirk Cousins isn't doing anything
1: I didn't know Kirk Cousins was 4 and 24 against teams over
0: 500 and we're not it, listen we're not throwing shade on him I'm just saying it's that I you, am. you you no, I'm kidding. you would think that Minnesota um think with we, some yeah. of the skilled guys they've they have right now that they've been they would have been performing a little bit of a higher level. Or New Orleans, me and you looked up in the press box the other day, and we like, wow, they're down 14-3 to at Tampa Bay, and I know Drew Brees didn't have a monster day through there. And then you look at Tom Brady and what happened to him. Uh, again, great quarterback, <laughs> period. But, new sentence. Uh, Brady was very un-Brady-like against Miami for what he did, leaving mm-hmm. points on the board in the first half, and then the, uh, and then the Patriots overall, the way they lost and things like that. There's been a couple outcomes out there of late where you're like, ooh, what's going on right now?
1: I totally agree. <laughs> but moving on just quickly on the Texans.
0: So my point is, even though the star quarterbacks, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, some of these guys sometimes, they don't have these monster numbers. So with Darnold, to me, it's about wins and losses, and also the eye test. How does he look? How is he going through his progressions? How is he commanding things and stuff like that? And obviously, it was a step forward for him.
1: I agree with that, too. (laughs) But but moving forward to the Houston Texans really quickly here. They won nine in a row after losing three straight and then lost last week to the Colts in Houston. What do you think about the Texans overall as a team?
0: I have no idea. I really thought it all and three there was something wrong there. Because it's really hard to get it back on track after starting 0-3. Yeah. yeah I mean, the the stats will uh, reveal that, that. The teams that start 0-3 in the National Football League, very rarely do they make the playoffs. But they're talented. I mean, how can you, you look at Sean Watson, we watch him at Clemson, I know a lot of people looked at him uh, and said he was system quarterback at Clemson. Well, I think he'd do anything. I think he's a very accurate passer. Uh, and he's very athletic. We know that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, for my money, I might say he's the best receiver in football. I really like DeAndre Hopkins a lot.
1: You like you're just liking
0: the Clemson guys, huh? Um, well, why? Because I uh, it was complimentary towards Sean. Look at no, what I'm he's.
1: Just, do- I, I'm just. Poking and fun, look, and I agree look, with look you. Look at what
0: he's done the first two years. That, uh, Lamar Miller, former Dolphin, so Jets fans were very aware of him. Demarius Thomas is not what he used to be, mm-hmm. but he still gives them another option on the opposite side. And uh, defen- Defensively is where it really stands out to me. And what I want to look back on as we uh, prepare for Saturday is how do the Colts do it? How did the Colts yeah. do it? Because they shut them down. They, they shut they, them down. They stopped the rushing game yeah. first.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I looked at the Texans' stats from their nine-game winning streak, and they, on average, rushed the ball for more yards than they throw the ball, yep. which maybe you, know, you don't think of because of Deshaun Watson, but you have to account for Watson's rushing capabilities, and you mentioned Lamar Miller got hot in that stretch too. So I think what the Colts did was shut down the run, Yep. And then you you pick your battles where you can with DeAndre
0: Hopkins. Yeah, and the Colts are all about his zone scheme. I I don't know. And and another thing on the opposite side of the ball, this is a, good, a monstrous test for the Jets offensive line. I, uh, we always talk about this pass rusher, this pass yeah. rusher. I mean, JJ Watt is one of the top. I don't know where you're going to put him. If you can put him as the number one defender in the league or. Number two, number three. He's definitely on the short list. Tied tied for one. The guy's got 12 and a half sacks. He's an interior pass rusher. He really is. He's an interior pass rusher. Uh, You got Jadavian Clowney coming off the edge. He can bring it. Whitney Merciless doesn't have a lot of sacks this year, but he's still got to account for him. I just look at the front and say, okay. Tyron
1: Matthew. Can't forget him in the back end. Got
0: three interceptions. He's making tackles all over the place. Very active. Um I I just want to say this as really Jamali quickly. Jamal Adams calls him the badge. The badge. That's oh, good. Okay.
1: That's that's what uh that's what I call the LA Chargers kicker. The badge. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. <laughs> um his last name is Badgley. But regardless, I want to mention this really quickly. I'm very excited to see what Romain Johnson does on Sunday because he has three interceptions in two games and I assume he'll be locked up with DeAndre Hopkins for a decent amount. So I think this is really a very good test for Trumaine Johnson, especially since coming back from injury. I don't. I, this is definitely the best receiver he's seen all year, and this is definitely one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. So I, I am very excited, for one, to see what Trumaine Johnson plays or how he plays on Saturday. It's a great test, Especially with a little extra juice with three picks in two games. And not to mention the game sealer.
0: Yeah, this is a Tremaine Johnson that uh, I think people thought the Jets were getting when they signed him, so good for him because he endured injury earlier this year with the quad, and you know he wanted to be on the field, but he's starting to uh, come along here and play his best ball late. Uh, But you're right. Uh, You know, the challenge increases this week with this guy, Hopkins, on the other side, and what a challenge this is for the Jets uh, reshuffled offensive line. Jonathan Harrison still doing a nice job at center. Spencer Long doing a nice job at left guard now. And uh, Harrison is a guy probably pretty familiar with J.J. Watt and company because a couple of years ago he was in Indianapolis, so yep. I'm sure he's seen one at a time or two. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see what Houston does up front. How much they're moving those guys around and things like that. Todd Bowles was asked about how different is J.J. Watt look since the injury he said he doesn't look different he looks the same to me
1: yeah that sounds about on par for jj watt and about on par for what todd Bowles would say (laughs) about jj watt but jets texans saturday 4 30 p.m the saturday slate has begun as army navy and the college football season takes a break until bowl season comes around that's all we have here on the official jets podcast again thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week